Okay, welcome back to another episode of Let's Watch That. Um, today's film is a movie called Persecuted from 2014, so it is one of the newer films, and this is the type of movie that I started this series for. Um, it is a movie made by Christians, though the company that was producing it and, and distributing it is not a Christian company from what I could find. Uh, but the director is, and it is a mess. It, it's just a hot mess of a movie. So, I'll go ahead and give you the, the synopsis. So, pretty much there's a televangelist who is, he's got a very large organization. He's clearly supposed to be a kind of uh, Joel Osteen kind of fill-in. He's not a prosperity gospel preacher, but he's just, you know, it's that magnitude, you know. He is very important in politics just because of the following he has as a, as a televangelist. And his friend who is a senator is trying to push this religious freedoms bill and for some reason can't do it without this guy's support even though he's not in um, politics. I guess the idea is that he needs to try and persuade all the people who follow his ministry to back it. And he won't. And so the, the basic premise is the senator sets him up to look like he mur he, he slept with and then murdered uh, a young girl, about 17 years old. And that's it. He has to try and, and clear his name. So that's the premise. In On paper, it sounds really good. Uh, the, the synopsis as stated here on IMDb is... An evangelist finds himself framed for murder and on the run after he refuses to back a senator's proposition calling for sweeping religious reform. That would be a good premise for a movie. And it, it is. It's a good kind of basis for a political thriller. The problem with this really comes down to the writing. That is where this movie really falls short. It's got some actual real actress some really good pedigree in it actually it stars james remar who is kind of a b or c-list actor on his own he was in the warriors back in the 70s i know him from the second mortal Kombat movie as raiden which was also terrible but that's a completely different story but it also has some really more well-known figures like fred thompson who was in law and order he was a senator he was a presidential candidate um Back in 08, uh, during that, that first uh, post-Bush election. Um, and it also has Bruce Davison, who a lot of people know as the senator from the first two X-Men movies. Uh, he was the one who was trying to get all that stuff, uh, anti-mutant bills pushed. So apparently he, he's just, if he's going to play a senator, he's going to play a corrupt and evil senator. That's his typecast. Don't know how we manage that, but there you go. So I'm trying to think of the best way to go here. So the bill itself that's being pushed is illogical. And that really is the, the crux of the issue. And this is, I find it really funny. I was reading some of the reviews on IMDb, and a lot of the people have an issue with this bill that is being presented. But it's not the issue they should be having with the bill. The idea is that it's a bill that will force all religions to recognize 
and validate and allow equal time for all other religions. That is just asinine and stupid. It will never happen, and there's no law that they could pass that would let that happen. Uh, you will never convince a Muslim mosque to allow Judaism to be preached to its congregants. And vice versa. Just like you will never see a Christian church allowing for preaching from, let's say, Hindus. These things are just not compatible. And the basic premise and the basic bill that they're pushing is so illogical as to be laughable. That's not the problem that people seem to have with it, though. <laughs> the, the issue that most people I've been that I've read is the idea that there is an exclusivity to religion. Um, and I think this is more a comment on their part on religion as a whole rather than the film. Their issue is that there are that every religion claims to be the only religion. And they're saying that's nonsense and universality is the right answer and all religions are the same and we need to stop clinging to the idea that only one religion is the right way. I know, it's that's a different topic entirely, but that seems to be the, the main issue that people have with this and I think that they're coming into the film with a preconception that is wrong and... Really, that is the least of the issues that this movie has. <laughs> One person did put it very well. They said he, he went in expecting a political thr thriller, but it moved so slow it was like he was watching a French movie. And absolutely. <laughs> this movie crawls. It's only an hour and a half. Um, I think it's an hour and 23 minutes altogether. No, hour and a half. It feels like so much longer than that. There is just these stretches where just nothing happens. Um, it starts off at a pretty good clip, actually. You know, we get introduced to the main character, John Luther, who is a good man. And I will give the film credit this. He is a televangelist who is not corrupt. He is principled. He is not involved with any kind of sketchy side dealings. And he is simply preaching what Christianity tells him to preach. That's a good thing. That being said, he is the only sympathetic Christian in this film. Outside of his father, who is a, a priest played by Fred Thompson. The two of them are like the only good people in this movie. Um, when he's presented with this with this bill to try and say, hey, we need to push this, it's going to be a great thing for the country. He says, it's not, I, I can't, as, as a Christian preacher, preach something or, or endorse something that is antithetical to Scripture. And he's right. He is absolutely correct. And the idea that this, that this senator somehow found or bought off Jewish leaders and Muslim leaders and leaders of pretty much every other religion except for Christianity who's entirely, you know, got this one spokesperson um, is absurd. Then the fact that just because this one guy can't won't support the bill, there's no other Christian leaders. I mean, think of how fractioned the Christian church is in this, in this country. Um, he is speaking for Protestants and Catholics, apparently. That wouldn't happen. Um, 
and and that's that's more of an issue that we have inside the body in real life not just in movies but we are extremely fractured but that that fact that we are fractured just lends such a big plot hole to this movie but so yes he is he's a good man and he ends up getting tricked by you know the senator calls on his kind of lackeys to set him up and they do this by kind of taping taking some pictures of him after a conference with this girl and they then later drug him and kind of get him in a van and they post all these pictures where it looks like he's sleeping with a girl and then they kill her and then he is he's kind of blamed and it's you know because he's so high profile all of a sudden everybody's looking for him it's on national news that this guy is a a pedophile and he's on the run and here's where we get to our next really big plot hole the government in this movie is incompetent beyond belief now i am someone who stands by the idea that the government is incompetent they really are in a lot of things but when it comes to law enforcement that's one thing they're usually pretty good at especially when you get into the cia fbi levels they know what they're doing. If they want to find you, they will find you. This guy does not even make an attempt to hide most of the time. There's a couple of scenes where he kind of has a, uh, a hoodie on, and that's like the extent of him hiding from the government. But he walks into government buildings. He walks into his home. He walks to his dad's. No, he doesn't walk to his home. He walks into um, his, his office, corporate offices. He walks to his father's house. He walks into a senator's house. Um, he is seen by the Secret Services. They see him, and it looks like they're going to do something, and then they just don't. Or it looks like they're going to do something, and he like walks out and just drives away, and that's it. They And they let him go. It's, it's so ridiculous that it took me right out of the movie right there i'm like they would arrest this guy like he would not be going he would they would not let him just kind of walk out um they would have his home phone bugged but instead he calls his wife while the police are there she's talking to him on the phone right next to the fbi and they never investigate it um it's it's just so ridiculous and it turns out you know obviously he's innocent and they got the film of the lackey murdering this girl. Someone was in the woods and they took out their flip phone and they videotaped this girl being murdered. And then he had to buy the film from them, but he never copied it, right? And he just gave it to his dad, who was immediately killed, and the film was stolen. So that's a subplot that went nowhere. And you could try and make the argument that, oh, you know, it's just the government covering it up, but in reality, what he would do is copy that a bunch of times and post it on YouTube or anywhere where uh, it just would get spread around. He would not put it on one floppy drive and give it to his dad and just say, here you go. Um, And that's it. Instead, what he has to do is he breaks into the senator's home and he secretly films him confessing to the murders. He gets him to pretty much say, yeah, I did that because you were being ridiculous and it's national security's best interest to get us these intel you know this this ability to to kind of plug into mosques 
So that's kind of the backdoor thing. The whole point of the bill is to give the government access to kind of tap into and listen in on Musk's because this allows for um, kind of different religions to preach into each other's churches through kind of uh, airing in messages. And so that gives them an access to the whatever, however they think that's going to work. Again, this bill makes no sense. Um, The other big problem I have is that for a movie made by a Christian, apparently for Christians, Christians are terrible people in this movie. (laughs) Other than this dude and his dad, the entire board of trustees at this guy's company are just so easily corrupted. They sell him out so quickly for tax breaks and stocks. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is a great thing. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll back the government on this because they're giving us tax write-offs. And this somehow, like, increases their income 300%. It's so weird. Um, and so he ends up, like, breaking into his own boardroom and kind of calling them out on it. And they're all like, well, you know, you look like you were doing all this bad stuff, and so we're just trying to save face and trying to keep the ministry afloat because of, you know, what you did. And so that's why we're going along with the government. Never mind that clearly you didn't do this, and the government's wrong, and we should be also saying, you know, despite what you did, we're not going to back this either. But instead, the senator goes and he talks to this guy's right-hand man, like his best friend, and the co-minister of this huge ministry, and the guy's like, oh yeah, I'll totally jump on board with this. That sounds fantastic. And then at the end of the movie, he's kind of cleared. The senator is killed by the president. Yeah, he makes this, the Secret Service kill this guy to cover it up. Um, and then he pardons John Luther, and Luther's back where he was. He's right back in his ministry, And he's still got the same board of trustees. All these dudes who just a week ago sold everything downriver for a profit are still there. He doesn't fire them. (laughs) They're still on his board. They're still... I, I, Wow. I saw that. I'm like, are you kidding me? This dude knows what kind of people these are. And he's still saying, okay, well, you can stay. At that point, yeah, he becomes corrupt just by not getting rid of these people who clearly do not have God's interest at heart, but their bank accounts at heart. And they are unapologetic about it. So those those are like the only Christian people we see. And this senator, you know, is kind of saying he's a Christian um, as well. So for from a plot standpoint and a character standpoint, this movie is a mess. It doesn't make sense. The pacing is terrible. The acting is not very good. I really, I write that down more to the script than the actors. Uh, James Remar and Fred Thompson especially try and put forth some believability into their their acting. Fred Thompson plays Fred Thompson. And if you've seen Law & Order, um, then he's pretty much that character, only he's a priest instead of a DA. Uh, Davis, Bruce Davison does a great job as the unlikable senator, mostly because he had a bunch of practice with the X-Men movies and doing this. He's, again, if, if you've seen those movies, he's playing that character. 
what really fails them is the script and this idea that they're pushing is not good. It, it just really, really isn't. Um, and to read, again, looking at, at the plot line as it's described on paper is really good here on IMDb. And, and this sentence made me laugh a little bit. When a U.S. senator and Luther's own supporters abduct and frame him for the murder of an innocent teenage girl, an unprecedented era of persecution is unleashed. No, it's not. That never happens. We never see anyone persecuted for their faith in this movie. Even John Luther is not persecuted for his faith, per se. He is persecuted for his political leanings. Um, now, yes, his political leanings are entirely driven by his faith. So, if anyone is persecuted for his faith, it is him. And it is because he is taking this idea that, you know, Christianity is exclusive and all religions, while, you know, they have a right to be, should not be forced to be subjected to all other religions during their services. That is what makes him persecuted, and he's the only one we ever see have anything happen. Um, there's kind of these veiled threats in some of the conversations between the senator and the second guy in the ministry, but he sells out so quickly and so easily that it's really a non-issue. I never looked at you know never looked at him and been like, oh man, you know he's gonna get persecuted too. If they had made him a more realistic character who was seeming to act genuinely out of fear, then he would have been much more sympathetic. But at no point does he ever feel bad or feel any sense of conflict for the things he's doing. It seems like he's hitting on this guy's wife. In another scene, like it looks like he's straight up going to try and sleep with this guy's wife while he's on the run. And then every time he talks about this bill, it's with just glee and total support. There's never any inner conflict in this guy, and if there is, they don't show it. And so there's no persecution to be had, and the board is the same way. They just, they kind of speak a big game when Luther's there in the boardroom, and they're trying to kind of excuse their actions, but it clearly screams at people who are just trying to write off their actions rather than we felt guilty or we feel scared and we don't like doing this but we're going to because we feel like they could kill us it's all for gain and it doesn't seem like anyone in the church is particularly persecuted either there's no looking at other church members other church leaders other people who oppose this bill it's having any kind of ramifications happen to them for that opposition. So just the very title is a bit misleading, especially if you were to go out of the synopsis here on IMDb, where it's this unprecedented era of persecution for this, it should say, with a, with a comma, for one man. That would be true. Um... <laughs> So, on a whole, this movie had good intentions. It it had a story that it thought was much deeper than it is. And it's attempting to shed light on something that does happen. 
there is Christian persecution. Is it on the same level as we see in countries in the Middle East? Absolutely not. Not even close. Um, And I think that some people have a hard time separating that. They hear persecution, and the only thing they think of is the beheadings going on in the Middle East. That's persecution. Um, But there are more kinds of persecution than that. There is this idea of, of trying to force religious people to do things that are against their religious teachings. One of the other commenters was talking about Hobby Lobby and, you know, not having to provide contraception to their employees. That, you know, forcing a religious company or religious people to support things that are not true to them, such as public funding of abortion and sending public money to Planned Parenthood, which we still do, so your taxpayer dollars go to Planned Parenthood. Congratulations, you're funding abortion. I'm funding abortion. That is a kind of religious persecution because you're forcing us to pay for something that we don't agree with. Um, It would be the same as forcing black people to fund the KKK. It's, It's paying for someone who is actively working against you and not having a choice in the matter. That is a type of persecution. So... It does exist in this country, even if people want to scream that it doesn't. It's not extreme yet. We are seeing more and more examples of it. Kim Davis in Kentucky is probably one of the most well-known examples um, of, of someone who's actually arrested for standing on their faith, albeit for just a couple of days and then released. But we are seeing this, and we're going to continue to see it as this country continues down the path it's on. And it doesn't seem to want to turn away from that. And you know what? That's the country's choice. That's really what it comes down to, is if people want to go in that direction, they can. But we're going to continue to see vast social issues and economic issues in this country as we continue to move further and further away from the way that God tells us to run things. Because humans are not good at running things on our own. We are not um, perfect. We're not even great or good most of the time. Um, we're very selfish and self-centered, and our policies represent that. And the result of those policies will be a downturn in a society. And I think this film really wants to highlight that. It just does not do it very competently so overall this movie is like a 2 or a 3 out of 10 um it's it's sad to say that it's not quite as good as the Judas Project and that was the movie that I specifically started this series for just so I could watch the Judas Project again and talk about it with people um this is worse this is worse than that. It is cheaply made. It looks fine. It looks like, you know, a movie. Um, that is to say, it doesn't look like, you know, a TV movie. 
And if, if you've ever watched like a made-for-TV movie, you kind of know what I'm talking about there. It looks like a movie that was made for movie theaters. Um, the acting in it, has, it's got some actual actors. Uh, which is actually pretty common for Christian movies. A lot of times, Christian movies will have one or two kind of more recognizable names in them. And this has that. So that is kind of kind of par for the course. But also, like a lot of Christian movies, it is very poorly written. And that is the biggest flaw of this movie, is that it does not stand up to any kind of scrutiny. Where just a couple of plot points, if they had been fixed, could have really fixed this movie. If the motivations of the people had been a little bit clearer, if they were more likable, and if the government was a little more competent and there was actually a threat to this man, it would have been better. As it stands now, with the way that the government is portrayed, I never was worried that they were actually going to catch him. (laughs) Because he walked past them so many times, like within arm reach, and they never try anything um, that driving a car away doesn't get him out of. So there's no real tension. There's no threat. The bill and the premise are silly to the point of being unbelievable. It's just a mess. I wouldn't recommend watching it. It's not even so bad it's good. It's boring is what it is. And hopefully someone sees this and says, you know what, that's a really good idea. I want to take it and make it good. That would be a good thing to come out of this. Because I think that this story, in premise, is good. The idea is good to find someone who is standing up for their faith, that the government wants to kind of shut them down, and instead of just killing them, they try and destroy them, and destroy their ministry, and bring a bad name on Christianity, and kind of have a big ripple effect. That's a really good story. Um, to then have the population turn against Christians more in a more visceral and, and physical way to where there actually is a wave of persecution across the country. That's a really good movie to make. That's a good political thriller. That's a good thriller, depending on, you know, kind of the approach you take and, and how big of a, uh, a picture you want to paint. But this is not that movie. So... Thanks for listening. This has been Let's Watch That. Until next time, see you later.